0: negotiators for the city of Minneapolis have agreed with the state to ban the use of chokeholds by police. It will also now become a requirement for police to report and intervene anytime they see an unauthorized use of force by another officer. You know, a lot has happened in Minneapolis over the past week, over the past two weeks. Autopsy reports, the arrest of three other former police officers, and now changes to some of the rules police have to abide by. I want to welcome back to the the show janelle klein janelle is a reporter with the nbc affiliate care 11 news in minneapolis janelle welcome back to 6:30, Chad. ched
1: thanks Jaylen. thanks for having me
0: janelle we talked on monday afternoon it's now friday afternoon can you give me an idea of the feeling in the city on this friday afternoon well
1: i think to your point it's been quite a week i mean to consider that this really has only happened a little over a week ago is um mind-boggling uh, what the city has gone through and all of the changes and all of the events that have taken place i do think that there's a sense of um change in the air and and definitely a little bit more peace we are not seeing the violent uh protests the rioting that we had seen Uh, early on in this case, but that does not mean that there is any less intense feelings about the search for justice. Uh, George Floyd's memorial was yesterday. It was extremely emotional uh, broadcast worldwide, and I think that was um, such a powerful reminder, some of the speeches given, that there really does need to be some big change to prevent something like this from happening again.
0: And Janelle, can you tell us a little bit more about um, uh, that memorial? If I remember correctly, it was one of three um, that was scheduled to take place.
1: Yeah, that's right. This was the first one. Um, It was invite only, although there were some media in attendance, but there were a lot of public figures. The Reverend Al Sharpton uh, gave the eulogy along with some of the family members of George Floyd. Just extremely emotional, extremely powerful um and i think really what was striking to everyone probably who listened to it was that it was a mix of honoring this person who is so much more than just a name that we now all know um and also a call for justice when you have someone like reverend al sharpton uh speaking and talking about that george floyd is almost bigger than life now and has become a symbol of this turning point hopefully in our nation uh to see police reform and just different relations in terms of african americans in the united states
0: janelle um the autopsies uh the the details that were released this week um the hennepin me saying one thing the independent autopsy done for the family saying uh saying another what's going on here
1: yeah that's interesting jaylen there are very few cases that, that i at least have personally seen where the family requests and and grants a second autopsy but from the very beginning they wanted to have their own independent findings so they hired a very well-known medical expert to conduct a second autopsy on george floyd's body and Certainly the findings were far different than the official results provided by the Hennepin County medical examiner. Um, In that first official report from the county ME, it indicates that Mr. Floyd had a lot of other health conditions that may have contributed to his death. They noted the use of drugs in his system um, and also said that a heart condition may have played a a role. most striking difference in the independent private autopsy is that that expert said in no way did any other health conditions play a role in Mr. Floyd's death, that in fact it was solely the officer's knee on his neck and the pressure put on his diaphragm that prevented him from breathing, and that alone was the cause of death. So certainly that's a key finding early on in this case and something to be sure we will hear an awful lot about when this trial starts.
0: I just I have so many um, questions from my listeners coming in on that um, on the difference between the autopsies and what that could mean. And so where does that go moving forward as far as which autopsy is presented as fact, why there would be such a, a drastic difference in the two of them? I mean, I guess all of that still has to be found out.
1: No question, and those are all great questions and things that I myself am wondering. I mean, that to me seems like something that's fairly fact-driven and indisputable, that a medical uh, procedure, something like that, would be fairly straightforward, that those findings would be pretty much uh, equivalent no matter who's performing it. Um, But certainly that was not the case here, and I don't know what will be considered uh at trial but certainly the family uh knew that there could be some controversy or some different findings from the county medical examiner and therefore hired that independent consultant and so again certainly um are gathering that evidence in anticipation of what we are sure to see will be a very very interesting trial coming up
0: Janelle Klein, a reporter with the NBC affiliate care 11 in Minneapolis, joining us this afternoon. Now, Janelle, did the arrest of the three other police officers uh, who were there when George Floyd died, did, did that do anything to quell some of the anger? I
1: think certainly it did, Jaylen. Um, the county prosecutor, said from the beginning that the arrest of the main officer involved in the case officer Derek Chauvin was something that he was laser focused on he talked uh, this past week about the fact that that does not typically happen nearly as quickly as it did and that there's no question that public sentiment played a huge role in him doing that far faster than he normally would have but there was also the ongoing public outcry about the other three officers Um, As you've seen, if you watch that video, they were all very much hands-on involved in Mr. Floyd's arrest and subsequent death. And the public was demanding to see all four of them, not just Derek Chauvin, but all four of them behind bars. Um, So I think it did help. Um, Again, we're not seeing the violence and we're not seeing the rioting and, and even a lot of the protests have died down. Um, But this is not something that the public at large and certainly activists who are so heavily invested in this case are going to forget anytime soon. And they are continuing to put an awful lot of pressure on prosecutors and on the attorneys who are handling this case
0: now i know that mr floyd had some run-ins with the law the law prior we've we've heard about that i also understand that um, constable chauvin or former constable uh, chauvin also had some issues um, in his history as being a police officer what can you tell us about that well
1: i think both of those are definitely things that have been interesting to see come out. Um, you know, I think in Mr. Floyd's case, his family and friends are saying that there's no question he had a checkered past, that he had definitely had some runnings with law enforcement. But they contend that he had turned his life around, that he had really learned from his mistakes, that he was a responsible person. Um, in fact, they're even saying that they are very sure that he did not know that that $20 bill, which was the initial reason for the call to police, was counterfeit. And so, um, you know, I think certainly his criminal history is something that's probably going to come out in a case like this. Is it significant? I'm not sure about that. In the case of Derek Chauvin, I think um, there's a lot of questions about his past behavior, especially considering that a lot of that was documented in his personnel file with the Minneapolis Police Department. He had a lot of different disciplinary issues, a lot of things that were recorded, and yet he continued to stay employed and even get promoted at times in the Minneapolis Police Department. So that's raising a lot of questions about what is the bar for continuing to employ a police officer and how much discipline should be tolerated before an officer is dismissed or at least disciplined. Um, And in Derek Chauvin's case, I think some of that's certainly going to come up, maybe not at the criminal trial, but if there are subsequent civil lawsuits, I think the Minneapolis Police Department is going to have some questions to answer about his past record and why he was continued to be allowed to be on the force.
0: Janelle, those other three officers, former officers, had a court appearance uh, yesterday. Um, I think they're being held on, um, or the bail was set at a a very large amount of money. Can you tell us what happened there?
1: That was also interesting, Jaylen. Um, You know, the bail was set by the judge at equal amounts for all four, or excuse me, all three of the other officers, and that was a million dollars with no conditions, $750,000 with conditions and those conditions are fairly run-of-the-mill um you know turning over any weapons not having contact with Mr Floyd's family not working in a security or law enforcement role um but the first couple were fairly routine the last two did really give us a glimpse into what we might expect at trial Thomas Lane one of the officers uh his case in particular raised a lot of eyebrows with people watching that hearing yesterday because his attorney started to raise some points that we may see come up again and again as they develop a defense for these officers he actually asked the judge for a probable cause hearing saying that he does not believe that officer thomas lane is guilty of aiding and abetting and that the authorities do not have proof that he was aiding and abetting he said that officer Lane had only been on the job for four days while Derek Chauvin was a 20-year veteran he said that Lane was trained to follow Chauvin's orders so he was not in a position to stop what was happening and despite that he says Thomas Lane asked Derek Chauvin twice to roll Floyd over and Chauvin refused so I think again we're starting to see a picture of how the defense is going to position these uh, other defendants in this case um, and the judge did take that under advisement. And I, and, and I think a probable cause hearing will happen, at least for Thomas Lane. Will that affect his bail or his chances of getting out before the trial? I don't know. But I think it certainly, again, gave us some insight as to what we can expect down the road.
0: Janelle, we have a clip from uh, Thomas Lane's lawyer here. Let's take a listen to it.
1: If you're a reasonable person, you'd realize why it's unreasonable to expect them to do that. You've got a 20-year cop in the front, and my guy's back there with four days. Shall we roll him over? And he says, no, we'll wait for the ambulance twice. And then he says, he's suffering from a delirium? I don't know. I don't know what what you're supposed to do as a cop. So
0: Thomas Lane had only been on the job less than a week?
1: less than a week so a very new officer derek chauvin the main officer whose knee you see on mr floyd's neck had was actually a training officer so some of the younger officers had him as their trainer so they were conditioned if you will to listen to chauvin's orders that he was Mm. the lead uh when they were out in the field and again with four days experience this this attorney earl gray is saying there is no way that his client can be expected to stop it or to jump in Um, whether a jury agrees with that whether a judge agrees with that remains to be seen but again these are the arguments that he's already making just a week after this happened so i think these are the types of things that we may see come up once this goes to trial
0: janelle we're pretty much out of time here and i'm going to have to break for the news headlines before i let you go there what should we be watching for in the days to come
1: Well, Monday will be a big day because the other three officers had their appearance yesterday. Derek Chauvin makes his first court appearance on Monday. Now, that could be fairly routine where, again, bail is set. But if it's anything like yesterday, we may expect to see some sort of argument from his defense attorney as well and maybe, again, get some insight as to what they're going to do in terms of his defense. So that's something I would keep an eye out for on Monday. He'll be in Hennepin County Court then.
0: Uh, Janelle, I want to thank you once again for joining us this afternoon. I appreciate your insight into what is going on. Uh, We'll look forward to talk to you again uh, in the coming weeks. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks, Jaylen. Appreciate you having me.
0: Yeah, take care now. Janelle Klein, a reporter with the NBC affiliate uh, Care 11 News in Minneapolis.